Welcome to season three of Getting Into Good Trouble. Wherever trouble goes, we follow. I'm Frankie, and today we'll be talking about the Omicron variant and its effects on Africa with Dennis, Stella, Lawson, and Riley. The Omicron variant was detected on November 14th, 2021 in South Africa. Now it was already in other countries, just South Africa was one of the first to detect it because they have brilliant scientists and have to deal with with things like HIV and Ebola. So countries have placed travel bans on them, but not on other countries. The U.S. implemented a travel ban almost immediately against South Africa and other countries. Um, and this started criticism from South African authorities and started splitting up health experts because of different opinions on the travel ban. The World Health Organization classified Omicron as a variant of concern. So in the U.S., this travel ban that was implemented against South Africa was It was important. just, like, not good. And um, the South African president said that what is going on with, like, the travel bans from Europe, the UK, and the US are unjust and unfair. There's kind of like two sides to this argument. It's like one side thinks that the travel ban is good so that it controls the spread of the new variant, but some people think that it's bad because we need to help Africa instead of putting them in a place where they can only help themselves and they don't have medical technology to help themselves so much. So the US says that it's only been able to place the travel bans on South Africa because they're trying to loosen up the restrictions while trying to keep them tight. It's sort of their actions are counteracting each other. Um, if you think about it, the Israeli president. like president said that the key here is caution and minimal risk until we know more. And I think that you have to take into account both sides. They're both valid. The most important thing is that 6% of African citizens are vaccinated right now. Most of those people only have one dose of the vaccine, so it's not like fully vaccinated. It would just be so much better to help them instead of cutting everything off. Well, the U.S. has just started helping because just today, December 8, 2021, the U.S. has put $400 million into new global vaccines. They've put this $400 million into getting vaccines to other countries and helping them make their own vaccines. One thing about this, though, is we're still studying the, um, the new variant. So uh, many scientists are finding that now vaccines and antibodies from previous exposures aren't nearly as effective, and in some cases are um, a detriment to you getting Omicron. So we still don't understand much about this virus. So as much as it is helpful that lower income uh, countries are getting this, still kind of need to understand this variant more. Right. It's very early in to knowing the variant and understanding it because it's just been discovered and we really don't know all that much about it. Um, Sometimes scientists say that uh, it could just be a mild variation of the original COVID-19. I wouldn't say it's that mild because just in the spike protein alone, it already has like 30 mutations. So right. It's able to bypass the cell's defenses, sort of like trick the antibodies into coming for them. Right, and that's not a, like a good thing because the antibodies is how vaccines work. So like this is really impacting, still really in other ways too. Because Africa, for example, has had a decade-long struggle with HIV. A lot of that isn't suppressed. Um, so to be clear, there's a very big difference from 
like South Africa as a country, they have big medical infrastructure and they have the resources and the doctors to help themselves. They're not an unfortunate country. But Southern Africa as a whole has less wealthy countries, cannot handle this virus as well as wealthier nations. Um, we just wanted to state that there is definitely a difference with South Africa and Southern Africa. There's been a bunch of protests from the citizens of South Africa and Southern Africa about the travel bans and how people are treating Africans and Africa now because of the fact that this Omicron variant was um, discovered in Africa and people are saying that it was it started there um, and like Africa is at fault for this when they're really not. They just had the technology to discover it first. Yeah, like Frankie was saying, South Africa is not at fault for discovering the Omicron variant. It's just they had good epidemiologists that were able to detect it first because of their type of medical infrastructure. So really, we should be praising the scientists for finding the variant first because it's good science work. So was it already in other countries? Yeah, yes. the variant was everywhere. It's just that South Africa found it first. A lot of people in South Africa feel that the ban is just punishing, <laughs> this travel ban is punishing South Africa and making them take the economic impact. And it's it, what makes it even more difficult is that the variant is spreading in like other countries, like including the ones that have the travel ban. The travel ban on South Africa is just like, feels like a huge economic loss because it's a holiday season and they get a lot of travelers and that just kind of cuts off like their ties. Right, and to piggyback off of that, um, they have like their one of their main economic recoveries is tourism, and right now they don't have that because of everybody getting a travel ban and cutting off everything, um, and so it's like dampening their already not great economy um, as Southern Africa. Um, so if you like, just looking at it, it's like it's kind of like play playground bullying. There have started to be some very racist cartoons towards Africa and Omicron. Like one, one of these cartoons was they were putting Africans in a boat with a, with a South Africa flag. It was supposed to like symbolize like, we have Omicron, don't come near us. Um, and this is like recent. So I believe that after posting these things, there was one in Bangkok, China that was posted and it was very racist and like, the people who are creating these articles are having to apologize and like truly like beg for forgiveness from what they're doing. But honestly, like it's blatantly racist and they most likely knew what they were doing. Oh my god. You know how bad that had to be. Yeah. That's not an accident. No, no, in, no. In like the their faces too. Like that's so disappointing. We just so we as a group had to take a um a news break because one of our teammates showed us the cartoon in the article um none of us had seen it before we had heard about it um on the news and with the articles surrounding that but um going from like just talking about it and then just seeing it it's so like disgusting to see that people actually put it on the internet think that it's okay you don't see what we're seeing but they have the africans are in a boat labeled omicron with a and they are viruses going to china 
mean like it's kind of like racist that like they even think about putting in this thing like people should like watch what they think to put on the internet what they think is okay it's embarrassing for this newspaper and their cartoonists to publish this like you're the one behind this like you, you can apologize as much as you want but that's just yeah. this is yeah. wrong right. and just... and i think that the people who are spreading awareness about like the article right now they are doing a really good job of putting trigger warnings at the top of the articles and making sure that everyone knows what they're getting into before they scroll and look at the cartoon. The one thing that shows me about the trigger warnings is at least the internet's like reacting in a, I guess- In a, a mature way. Yeah, a mature manner, like tippy-toeing around it. They're very much, like there is publicity about this and this has only been imagined around for like two or three days. And the fact that we have responded like that is I think a good sign at least in some respects. And the thing is this cartoon isn't doing anything to the, these travel bans were implemented on South Africa, like we had said earlier. South Africa purchased 20 million doses of the Pfizer vaccine, but it was pushed back and postponed for so long, and they got it late June, around June. This cartoon added on to like racism across like the internet from when we first heard about COVID um, from China. So because of the things that happened in the U.S. with the Asian hate that we would have grown as a community and we would have seen how this is just not okay. And from that, it's, everything has just become completely dysfunctional. Like the fact that it's become racist from the fact that this is a pandemic like this is a global pandemic why does like race has to be a part of it from like where the variant is found or where COVID is found in the first place like the fact that that's like quote-unquote like important to people that they have to like speak about it online in a racist way it's just it's stupid and we need to see that and understand that we're here as a community and we're not here to try and break other people um I think that we should just be like supporting like these other countries. Like the US has a lot of vaccines that they go through and some of like more than half of the vaccines that the U.S. has are expired before they can be used. The U.S. needs to see that they we really don't need so many vaccinations because we are they're expiring so much. And so we can donate them to other and less fortunate countries to be able to help the world. With these travel bans and hoarding vaccines, like it's not any one country's fault. You can look at it as like children bickering. These countries and these world leaders are acting like children. And we're really going to get anything done and get the pandemic to slow down and come to a halt, we need to be more mature about to, what we're saying and what we're doing. We need to act more like adults. Like, you can't just become an adult and just, just like, act like a child. Like, get there, you have responsibility. And I think a good responsibility that the U.S. has taken, like, now, which we found out today, is that the U.S. has invested $40 million into um, a global vaccine distribution program. And three quarters of the money will go towards administering vaccine in remote territories and helping other countries countries with vaccine policies. The rest of the money will be used to help areas where there are surges in cases and then help other countries um, manufacture vaccines locally. I think that the way the U.S. has like approached this like finally, I guess, um, like I like the way that they've approached this and put $40 million towards it because you can't deal with a pandemic where like one or like a few countries are like almost fully vaccinated while the virus is still like unrestrained in like so many different areas. Everyone's starting to get on the same page and helping one another. If there's any way we're going to combat this pandemic, it's, it's going to be helping each other. The following clips are from our interview with Dr. Moore, and our teammate Haley is going to be 
talking more in depth about that. So basically what Dr. Moore explained to us is that this is a very new variant and it is something that we haven't seen before so we don't have experience with this and just like Dr. Moore said we don't know how dangerous this variant will become. We don't know the spike proteins changed with this variant to make it more contagious and it is likely that someone with HIV as Mr. Moore told us it is likely that someone with HIV caught COVID and then the virus mutated. So um, as we near the end of our podcast, I think that we as like a team would like to give thanks for um, everyone who's helped us. We'd also like to give thanks to Dr. Moore for interviewing with us and giving us the details about what's happening with the virus and the Omicron variant. Um, And I think we all would like to just say thanks for our listeners. 